0: What's going on everybody and welcome to episode nine of the Inter Olympian Podcast.
1: You're with the you just put the name on it really big record up. Hey
0: everyone, it's Palladia Jamale. Hey, it's Kira.
1: Hey
0: everybody, hey everybody it's Mr. Papakworthin
1: here. Hey everyone, this
0: I'm Pierce Lapage. Hey
1: guys, Alicia here. Hey guys, this is
0: Tia Hey guys, my name is Kendija. Make sure you check out the Inner Olympian Podcast. I want you to head over to the Inner Olympian Podcast. Check out the Inner Olympian Podcast.
2: Check out the Inner Olympian
1: Podcast. And I want you guys
2: to check out the Inner Olympian Podcast. I
1: want you all to do me a favor and go check out the Inner Olympian Podcast. You won't
2: want to miss it. You won't regret it. gotta do
0: it. Featuring my boy. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode nine of the Inner Olympian Podcast. I'm your host, Shegu Mackinday. And my guest today is none other than international medalist, York University grad, 2021 Olympic hopeful, Bismarck Boateng, or Biz as we like to call him for short. Um, A little bit about Biz. Biz is a two-time Canadian national championship medalist. North American and Caribbean Championship Relay Gold Medalist in the 4x100 meters, Francophone Games 100 meter bronze medalist, uh, York University grad with honors, and he aspires to be a sports psychologist after athletics is done. A little bit more background on him. Bismarck has been a staple of the Canadian sprint scene since 2015. As a kid, he was a touted soccer star from his native land of Ghana and always had a strong passion for sport. Arriving in Canada, he enrolled in university and played two seasons of soccer for the Ryerson Rams before transferring to York University, where he found his true calling, which was track and field or athletics. In his first international competition, the World University Games in South Korea, he turned heads with his 10th place finish in the 100 meters. This was a huge feat for him running in his first global competition and running in front of those thousands of fans made him even hungry for more. Impressed by his stats and professionalism on the track, he was recruited and signed as an RBC Olympian, one of Canada's longest serving corporate sponsors of the Canadian Olympic team. He represents the brand as both an athlete and speaker, inspiring youth of all ages across the country. Biz enjoys sharing his athletic experience and wants to bring as many supporters with him as he prepares for the Tokyo 2021 Olympics. He has his eyes set on becoming a sports psychologist in the future, but first looks to live his dream atop the Olympic podium. Um, This is a really cool episode. Me and Biz really get to chop it up a little bit. Um, He really gets to share some of his story uh, behind kind of why he got in the track and field, why he does what he does, um, some of his discipline, and um, his mindset when it comes to, you know, picking himself back up or picking yourself back up if you've gone through a hard time and faced a hard time. So, um, he has a really good perspective on that. Um, I think one that everybody can understand and agree with as well. This episode is kind of cool because we also get to talk about one of, um, my favorite books, um, probably in my top 10, I'd say, um, the alchemist. And I really like that book. And, you know, Biz actually references the book, A lot in our talk, which I think was kind of interesting. So it just kind of shows you the impact that the book has had on him. And um, it was really cool to kind of talk about it and discuss it uh, in this podcast. So um, without further ado, I know you guys are going to really enjoy this podcast and enjoy. All right. What's going on, everybody? I'm really fortunate, lucky to
2: have a teammate, Bismarck Boatang. Bismarck, welcome to the show, man. We appreciate it. Man kind of funny being on the other side of it you know when i host i'm the host so it's just <laughs> funny being like you know being interviewed instead of being interviewed. interviewer so yeah it's all but, yeah thanks for having me uh, it, it's a it's a pleasure to be on the podcast yeah yeah awesome um because why don't you just quickly like give a
0: quick shout out to your podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> well the title of my podcast is i am and this is my story so mm-hmm. basically uh people come on and share their stories So passion, perseverance, the ups and downs, and in hopes of like, you know, helping each other and impacting each other's life. Because I believe everyone has a special story. Uh, No two people have the same story, even Mm -hmm. the same story. So that's the whole idea of the podcast. And I really love it. I get to generally know people. And yeah, I'm loving every minute of it. So. So that's the whole gist of my podcast.
0: So if you guys want to check that out, I'll probably put links in the description so you guys can go check out Business Podcast and show them some love. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Biz, why don't you let people know a little bit about
2: yourself and what you do and where you are uh, today and how you got there. Okay, so uh, my name is Bismarck. It's Boatin actually. Uh, when I came to high school uh, in Canada, I moved to Canada in two thousand and i think nine after the walk up in Germany. yeah, I came to Canada in two thousand and nine and I remember in high school they call me Boten like, what what is a Botan? <laughs> <laughs> for some reason I keep calling myself Boin i don't know why, but the name is actually pronounced Bismarck bottin uh I'm from ghana uh i'm twenty eight years old um and like I said, I came to Canada in 2009, went straight to high school. Uh, I started doing track in 2012 after the Olympics. I used to play soccer, but basically. So grew up playing soccer my whole life. And so when I came to Canada, I was still playing soccer. But deep down, you know, I, I love track and I wanted to do track. But I never really got the exposure to do it. Played soccer most of the time, and I was always the fastest guy on the field. So soccer wasn't, you know, a passion. It was just something I was good at. But deep down, the passion was track. So I went to Rice University. I was doing biology, and I didn't like it. And I played on the soccer team too. I was very uh, talented, but I wasn't disciplined. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't disciplined. That's the word I would say. Mm-hmm. So at Rice University, uh, there was this new coach called Ivan Joseph. And I think he basically changed my life and, and my outlook on sports. Because I was talented. I was fast. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mm-hmm. putting in the work. I wasn't mentally like, strong. And we started doing meditation, all these things. And it really changed my outlook on what I wanted to do. And th- uh, through that, I'm like, you know what? Soccer, I'm good at soccer, but it's not really a passion of mine. So let me just follow my, you know, if you read The Alchemist, uh, your personal legend. So I just left Ryerson University. I went to York University. I did track, and the first year was, yeah, it was rough. I was so raw, like raw. I was a raw talent, raw, raw skill. So I had to put in a lot of work. And and thankfully, on our first year, we won the CIS championship uh, for York University, and I got the opportunity to be called on a Canadian, you know, next-gen uh, program. It was the development yeah. program for sprinters. Yeah, I think I was I was probably the first wave. It was me and Duchesne Ferrier with Charles Allen as our coach. We We started the whole thing. I think, I'm not really sure. And from there, you know, just kept working, progression, progression, and just kept, you know, keep getting better every year after year. And now I train down at LSU with uh, Coach Boo, and yeah, so that's where I am right now. But back home now because of the whole coronavirus thing, so just staying active and training home until it goes down. Um,
0: when you were making that transition from Ryerson now to York, what was that? What was that transition like? Now starting track and being like, you know, like you said, like kind of raw and like not sure what's going on.
2: I mean, it wasn't easy. I remember when I I went to the first trial. I'm like, you know what? I can do this because I was I was ready to work.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: after I made the team, I I went to the team and I actually who's I asked the guys who's the best guy on the team, and the best guy on the team his name was Wesley Huff. I'm like, you know what? Everything he does, I'm going to do it. He's going to be my mentor. I'm going to follow him everywhere he goes. Whatever he does, I am going to do everything he does. And that's basically what I did. So my first year at York University, everything uh, was did, I did. And we became like good, good friends uh, to this day. And I also was uh, doing extra work on the side with my, I was taking a track and field uh, curriculum uh, because of my kinesiology degree. Mm-hmm. So my coach was Greg. Um, if people from uh see he's a uh, coach of oh, I've heard. Catholic, he's gonna kill me for this. <laughs> is- yeah, he's a he's he's a Team Canada coach. Uh, his name is Greg, and we used to do. Uh, he saw something in me, and he would put me on the side after uh, class, and he would you know do some training, some skill development with me. So that's how it all starts. So I used to practice twice a day the York team. Then after that, or before that, I'll practice with Greg. So I was willing to work because I knew the work was, was gonna take me there. So I did that for I would say at least two years. Hmm. Basically I still do that. I, I just love, you know, uh putting in the work, working hard, like doing the extra stuff that people won't do. Because we all we're all the same, we're all talented in the same way. Everyone has a unique talent, but it's the work that makes it different. So yeah, the transition wasn't wasn't bad because I was de- I was determined to, you know, be the best. On that team and yeah basically i, I was that's awesome and for the kathleen pierce yes yes yeah Shout out, sorry pierce you know for I, I, <laughs> <luck with> you <laughs>
0: um yeah man so do you think that like that that's what you think really helped you get to like the next level and time to get to where you are right now
2: yeah uh basically yeah it's the work uh but the biggest thing is that is the belief mm-hmm. i believe i was going to be like when I went to York University, I had to believe that I'm going to be uh, the best on the team. You know, I always envisioned myself running for Canada and believing that I'm going to be the best in Canada one day, and believing that I'm going to be the best in the world one day. So it's all the the belief is the biggest part of it. When you have the belief in it, and you know the work is going to be done, you just let everything flow. And all started from when I was young too. Uh, wherever team I go on, I believe I'm going to be the best guy on that team. So I have to put in the work. And yeah, basically that was it.
0: And when it comes to track and field, like determining that that was your path and like knowing that was right.
1: How did you know that was right?
0: How did you know track and field was the right path? You mentioned the alchemist in terms of like following personal legends. Yeah. So kind of talk about that a bit more.
2: Yeah. I knew track and field was the right path for me because like I said, the alchemist, it was aligned with my, my heart, with my spirit, my soul. I feel like it was, it's my purpose. Like if I follow my, you can feel it. When you're destined to do something deep down, we all know because we have a connection to, I would say, you know, from the alchemist, is the soul of the universe. So deep down, everyone knows what they're destined to do. And I knew track and field was what I'm destined to do. And I knew if I follow it and follow the signs and just, just love it and work hard, everything will fall in place. And so now, everything is basically falling in place. I mean, I've had setbacks here and there, but that's me not following my signs and, you know, not trusting myself. But when when you follow it, every path, I knew I was going to be at LSU because I remember a couple of years ago, I was sitting down with my friend Roland. I'm like, you know what? You know what? It would be nice to train down here. And back then, I didn't know Coach Boo, right? I'm like, it would be nice to train down here, you know, good weather and stuff like that. I said, it would be nice to train down here. And a couple of years later, I met Kojibu, and Kojibu was the right fit for me, right? So everything, you can just feel it. I knew track was a path for me because track is how I'm going to fulfill my personal legend. Uh, you, you have to read the Alchemist to get uh, the reference I'm trying to make. Yeah, but so deep down, always knew track was a path for me because I want to do some. I want to use track as a way to do something bigger. Um, I, I got inspired by my sports psychologist, professor, uh, his name was Paul Dennis. He was a sports scientist for Maple Leafs and uh, York University. And I took one of his, I took his class and every lesson plan he had, he had a relation to a real life experience. It was so interesting. You have a relation to a Maple Leaf player, a baseball player. So you can relate so much. So that's what inspired me to be a sports psychologist. So I know track is a way for me to gain these experiences and these stories. So one day I could, you know, share my stories or impact someone's life. I mean, I could have all the personal, uh, you know, accolades and everything I want. But the biggest thing is how much we impact another person's life. I think track is a way for me to do that. So I already know. I can envision myself twenty years, thirty years, five years, ten years. I already see the bigger picture, so I'm just following it. Yeah, basically, yeah.
0: Funny enough, I've actually read The Alchemist. It's like top five, my favorite books, top five.
2: This is my third time reading it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it is a really good book, man. Go pick up The Alchemist. It's a, it's actually a really good book. I, I think it's like one of the um, top five most read books of all time, or something like that. The whole story behind how the book even itself got like written and put out is incredible. So for that alone, I think you got to go check out the book. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, how did you, because you talk about, you know, the confidence and like, just knowing and following that. So like, how do you personally, you know, work on building, you know, that confidence in yourself to know that this is what you got to do or this is what you don't have to do or, you know, coming back after a setback or a failure or something like that?
2: Yeah, I think I, I build confidence from every experience, um, good experiences, bad experiences. I always take a lesson from it. And one thing I trust myself that I'm going to do is I'm going to put in the work. If I know I'm going to put in the work, I'm going to be confident. If I don't put in the work, I'm not confident. That's something I can control. I can not control how the future is going to look. I can, I can see it, I can picture how it's going to look, but I can't control the exact path it's going to take. Only what I can control is what I can do. And for me, it's putting the work uh, physically, mentally, and just loving every day of practice. Everything I do, I have to have a purpose to it. When I practice, I don't practice for the fun of it. I practice, you know, deliberately, like deliberate practice. So I have a purpose for everything I do. And I think that keeps me confident, keeps me motivated. Because when I step on the... uh, track when i saw the practice track everyone is you know everyone is doing their own thing but i'm there for a purpose for that day maybe i'm working on my you know my hands my you know i'm working on my block start so i'm always trying to find a purpose in every day of practice and it gives me confidence because i know i'm working on something Hmm. even though we are like you know super focused you still enjoy that you still enjoy that process of you know yeah, I have fun. In, I have fun in the process. Mm. I have fun in like you know making mistakes and getting home and like thinking about how practice went. I'm like, you know what, I could do better tomorrow. Then I'm happy. I just have fun in the process, but I don't let you know having fun like taking away from what the purpose why I'm a I'm a practice. Like joking around here and there. No, when I step on the practice field, I have fun in the process. And, talking to my coach, like trying to get better. Uh that's the fun I have. I mean, outside of track, yeah, you know, we joke here and there, but the fun I have is through the process of, you know, working hard. I enjoy every minute of it. Like laying down, like puking, trying to walk and all of these stuff. I, I see it as fun. I always tell myself, like pain is a small thing to a giant. I, I love pain. I just I feel like if you mentally you know, uh, mentally, you're mentally ready to receive pain. When it comes to you, you're not surprised. So I just love every minute of it the ups, the downs, because I know it's a lesson for me to get better. You learn more from the downs than you learn from the ups because of the ups, you're on a different euphoria, you know, a different high, but the downs, you have to pick up yourself back up. So I enjoy every moment of it, every moment of it. And that's the fun I have in it. What's been your biggest, what was your biggest down? life
0: and track and field i know i know one that might be in track and field but i also want to know maybe some um of the ones that you got maybe from life and then how did you after that happened, how did you kind of you know pick yourself back up
2: um my biggest down in life would probably will be a correlation to track and field it would probably be at australia
1: <laughs> yeah
2: the four, the four by one i think that was that was my biggest down and that was my biggest up yeah yeah. That was my biggest up too because after that moment I became a different person. Um yeah, so that'll be my biggest down and that'll be my biggest up because it, mm. it changed it changed me and made me the athlete I am today. Mm,
0: that's really good.
2: So how did you pick yeah. yourself
0: back up? For those of you who don't know, I'll just really um the reason why I was laughing is because twenty eighteen Commonwealth Games, we were doing the relay and um that was business, I think, first really big meet, big international meet. I think besides Fisu, long story short, we were doing the relay, and the relay can be just a big, like, mess sometimes. We had one of our guys, you know, he couldn't run. He wasn't feeling well. He just finished running, you know, the night before. Biz had just finished running a couple of days before that as well. And so people weren't, you know, as, as healthy as they should have been for the relay, which is usually the cause. Um, we were rearranging people last minute to try and put together a relay to make sure that was strong. Biz, was, I think, was supposed to run first leg. We ended up switching him to third. You know, I was going to run third, but then it's pushing me to second. And, you know, just a lot of moving pieces. Also, we we got onto the track. You know, first leg goes well. Second leg uh, into me. I think I was running second leg. Yeah, yeah. you were running third. That was I was right. running third. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, I was running third. And so this was coming into me. And um, yeah, we just, it just the, the exchange didn't go as planned. And usually what that means is that we dropped the stick. And, you know, it was just one of those moments because we were going in, touted to, you know, at least hopefully finish top three. We had a pretty good squad uh, assembled regardless of the position. So it was, for sure, I think for everybody, no matter who we talked to, it was a little bit disappointing. But I know for Biz, it kind of hit him a little bit harder just because it was his first time. Yeah, that's just paid the picture. But how did you pick yourself back
2: up after that? Well, after the whole uh, incident happened, there's more, like, details to it. It was my first time running on the second leg. And I had any practice on the second leg. So, I just and I had a abductor strain, so I popped in like i think like three pills just to subdue the pain so I could just you know go there for the boys and so I bravely like you know stepped on the track just to be there for the boys, and unfortunately, it didn't go as planned and I think after everything was done, you know emotions were high, emotions were really high, and uh, I got a talk from uh Glenroy i got from my coach uh my coach charles allen and basically what they both said is like you know this is not the first and this will not be the last time this will happen it's about how you pick up yourself after moments like this and after the whole incident i i told myself i'm gonna i'm not gonna put myself in that situation for me to look this bad i'm gonna train my i'm gonna train so hard so i can be one of the best guys uh in the country so i can be reliable so after Australia, I went back to LSU. The flight was 16 hours. I got back to LSU and I couldn't move my glutes. My arms were so tight. So I took basically a week off to recover. Uh, the next week I went in, I think my PB was 10.32. Before that, I went to LSU. I ran my fastest time, I ran 10.14. And yeah, I just I was a different animal. And from there, I just picking myself back up because I know when you have low moments in track, you have so much low moments and the ups. It's just like talking to yourself and believing the belief is the biggest part, believing yourself that you're going to bounce back. And I went to nationals, uh, came second. I thought I won that race and, you know, <laughs> that came second. I'm like, you know what? So that's why I went on the field and did my, you know, look up in the skies. So I'm like, you know what? We did it because it was such a turbulent season for me. And I believe I came out on top after everything that happened. So like I said, we learned more from the downs than the ups. And the biggest thing I did was just believe in myself and put in the work. I wake up every morning before practice and I'll go to the gym before practice. Like I, I just put in the work and that's basically what, what I did. I think it's so important.
0: Like, Whenever we have like those obstacles or we stumble, it's like it's it's tough, but it's really important to know that like it's just like you said, you know, it's about how you come back, how you pick yourself back up, how do you pick yourself up after something doesn't go the way that you expected it to go after something completely just crushes everything that you expected, and it just it really is about how you pick yourself up and how you come back like in a in a way stronger. And you're right, like you do learn a lot more from the from the downs than sometimes you do from the up.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: You're big on uh the Alchemist, and I really like that book as well. What's, your, what's one of your favorite parts from that book, or what are you reading so far that like, you really like kind of
2: digging into that's really making you think? Man, there's so many moving parts of The Alchemist. Every page you read
0: And it's funny, for a, lot of those, for, for a lot of people who are listening to this, a lot of like some of your favorite quotes, or I
2: don't know if
0: you have favorite quotes, or some of your famous, I think is a better word, some, a lot of famous quotes come from this book. And when I was reading it for the first time, I'm like, oh, I've heard this quote before. And it's because it was in this book, and so that just kind of shows you, I guess, the influence this book has had. And also for me, I, I never actually really wanted to read The Alchemist. Yeah, but I always thought it was like a kind of a lame book. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I heard about it. Everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta read The Alchemist." And I'm also the type of person like I gotta find things for myself. You know, like I gotta make sure that I'm the one who wants to do whatever it is I'm gonna do. Like True. I don't want I don't want to be doing things because everybody else is doing things because I don't necessarily believe in that. Although sometimes it's smart,
2: but yeah. I'm
0: just talking about just in general terms, like, you know, thinking. And so even like when I was about to read this book for the first time, it took me a long time to read it just because I didn't want to just read it because everybody else was reading it. But once I really started to kind of get into like, you know, mental performance and, you know, reading about, you know, people who are doing really big things, like, you know, a lot of CEOs and a lot of athletes had like the alchemist on their list of like top five, top
2: 10 books. Yeah. That's what really made me dig into it. And then once I started reading, I'm like, oh, oh, well, makes sense. So. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, there's there's so many parts to the to the alchemist. I can, every time I read it, I, I get a lesson from it. Every time I read it, I learn something new. Every time I really read it, I learn something new and relate it to my life. So, yeah, it's an amazing book. It's one of those books I I would travel with. It's one of those I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And my book of life, too, and How to Win friends and Influence People. Uh, but yeah, they'll kind of get, so those three books are the books I'm going to have for a long time.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, when I read books, I don't usually, like, usually when I read books, I'll take my time and write my quotes down and stuff like that. But this time when I'm reading it, I'm just, just going through the flow of it. So I don't have any set quotes I could tell you, but every every time you read it, there's something you can always learn about, uh, there was, uh, he told, the king of Salem told uh, the boy a story about a guy who went to the wise man to know the secret of happiness. And gave him a a spoon with oil on it and told him to walk around, but do not spill anything on the spoon. So he walked around the palace, he came back, and there there was no oil spilled. And the wise man asked him, it's like, did you see the tapestry of the palace, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see that? And he said no, because I was focused on uh, not spilling the oil on the spoons, so I didn't see that. And the wise man said, "Okay, go back and this time, make sure you observe everything and come back." He did it. He saw the beauty, the wonders of the palace, and the white. He came back, and the oil was spilled. And the wise man said, do you see all these things?" And he said, "Yeah." He said, "Why is your oil spilled?" And he said, "Because I wanted to observe the beauty of of your palace." And he, yeah, and basically, I, I think they said that is a true uh, meaning of happiness to um, observe everything, love the beauty of life, and still be able to keep, that's what I got from it, be able to have an open mind to just love the beauty of life, but still keep your core values or your core beliefs or what makes you who you are. Because I feel like every core in the alchemist, it can breathe interpreted in a different way by a different person, right? Yeah. So that's why I, I got from it. Keep your core values, keep your beliefs, but be open minded to other ideas, to other beauties. And you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting quote. The way I was hearing it was even like, you know, I think sometimes we get too focused on one thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes we get too yeah. focused on one thing that we like you mentioned, like we miss the beauty, of what's going on around yeah. us. And then that's what robs us a, like of the happiness and like the joy of like experiencing what's going on around us. We're too focused on yeah. thing, And we can't like yeah. I mean that's how so many like people, you know, not so many people, I should say so many people, but you hear stories of, you know, the one successful businessman who like was so focused on his career, right? And missed his kids growing up. And then once he finished and now his kids are all grown up, he's trying to spend time with them, but now they got their own family.
1: Yeah.
0: he like, missed out on like their years when they were young. You can't go and get those back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that, when you were talking about that's the way I kind of heard it. But yeah, you're right. It's really about enjoying what's going on around you. Around you. Yeah. And it being in the moment versus just like focusing on that one
1: thing.
2: Yeah. Just being in the moment. Just, yeah. I always say balance is key too. So yeah. The balance. Yeah. You got anything else there? What else? What else? What else? Got you? Well, the, I think one of the biggest things I got from the alchemist, and it, I think they it said it so many times, it says, when you want something, all the universe. Conspires in helping you achieve it when you want something you know what you want, the universe will conspire to help you achieve your goal as long as you uh, you put in the work or you help yourself. if you help yourself, the universe will conspire to help you achieve your goals. so uh, everything is very relatable, and that's why I said uh, is the universal language of the world It's the same thing in Buddhism, same thing in Christianity, same thing here, yeah. It's universal language.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I really, I really
2: enjoy the algorithm. it's a really cool
0: book. I, mean, I just want you to kind of give like, you know, if you were kind of to go back and talk to yourself and give yourself, I guess, like kind of one piece of advice to either yourself or somebody else, knowing everything that you know now and all your experiences, you know, what would that what would that one thing be?
2: Like I said, damn, everything I say is rel- relatable to the alchemists, but basically I'm where I'm supposed to be. Every decision I made, every big step I took. It took me to this path, right? And I believe everyone knows what they destiny destined to do. And you always got to follow your heart and you always want to uh, help yourself. So like I said, the universe can conspire to help you too. Every decision I made, uh, the downs, the tough decisions, I knew it. Will, I'm, I was doing it for the right reason. So basically what, I would say to my younger self is that it's gonna be okay because every decision you make is gonna take you to a path where you still gotta apply your core values. You still gotta have that oil on the spoon, right? You still gotta believe in yourself. So that's one thing I'll always say to myself. Like I said, I, I see the bigger picture. I know where I'm gonna be when I'm in my sixties. Uh, I could already picture it. I'm on the beach, um, meditating, eating some fruit. I know I'm going to be in my 40s. I know I'm going to be in uh, five years down the road. I could always, I could always see these pictures and these images replaying in my head. Uh, so I could see my basically, I, basically, yeah, I could see my future is just me making the right decisions so that I could achieve what I want to achieve, and just being resilient, being tough through the bad times. Because, like I said, this. Always going to be a bad time. And that's when you're always going to learn about yourself. And one thing I learned about people is everyone who comes into your life is meant to help you know yourself better. Relationships help you to understand who you are. Relationship with the mother, with the girlfriend, with the friends, with the family all helps you understand who you are. So that's one thing I, uh, I take with me every time, you know, making right decisions and just learning about myself and understanding who I am each and every day.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, how can people get in contact with you? How can people find you, connect with you? Uh, how can they hit you up?
2: Um, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, 1015 I'm always open to, uh, talk about anything. Like I said, uh, I want to see the beauty of the world. So I'm very open-minded and I'm always willing to learn. I have books for everyone gives me books. Uh, Robert Lee gives me books. They'll give me a book that changed my life. Uh, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that's a must-read book if you want to know how to be social with people. Amazing book. Uh, so I'm very open-minded. Uh, so. Uh, Instagram is the best place to contact me bbo 1015 and if anyone also wants to be on the podcast on my podcast uh, send me a shout out and we can set something up yeah basically yeah that's it
0: that's awesome man hey thank you so much everybody go check out BizMarkets podcast like you said you can hit him up on Instagram and um, yeah basically man thanks so much for uh, for being on the show really appreciate it
2: man thanks for having me I appreciate it
0: hey thanks so much for listening if you like this episode leave a rating five stars leave a comment let me know what you think and share with your friends um, family you know anybody you think could get some value out of this and once again i appreciate you guys for listening and until next time